three, two, one, zero, zero, and liftoff. This is Nuclear Knowledge. Production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another exciting episode of Nuclear Knowledge, a weekly show of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies where we are advancing peace, promoting stability, and helping you to think deterrence. The views of the host are his own. And those views come from me, your host, Jim Petrosky, and today's show is the first in a multi-part series about the Nuclear Command, Control, and Communication System, often referred to as the NC3 system. This system is an essential and critical component of our nuclear deterrent. According to Air Force Doctrine Publication 3-72, it is a means through which presidential authority is exercised operational command and control of nuclear operations is conducted. Recently, a lot has been published about this system, mainly because we are recapitalizing and modernizing the components, an incredible technological endeavor, I might add, but also because many of the military, government, and people among our population in the U.S. have lost sight of this system. And that by its very nature, it protects us 24 and 7 and more so keeps us at peace in a rather unstable world. So, let's get started. Now, as I was thinking about how to present this material, I really wanted this show to have a unique introduction to the NC3 system, different from what you'd read online, and be specifically oriented on our sophisticated listeners who expect more from me than reciting doctrine and policy documents. Fortunately, life gave me an excellent example by way of our cats and a mouse in my barn. You see, I live on a small hobby farm in Ohio where we keep horses, chickens, and alpacas. Why do we do this? I don't know, but you'll get a complete answer from my wife and daughter, I'm sure. Anyway, we have outdoor cats whose primary function is to keep the rodentia away from our expensive animal feeds that are in our barn storage room. And in return for their service, we provide them with an unlimited supply of expensive feed and a safe and secure sleeping and lounging space. Now, last weekend, I entered the storage room to find a cat staring at a feed bag indicating an object of interest was in the vicinity. I decided to investigate further by looking under the bag, only to find a small field mouse behind it. I immediately instructed the cat to grab it, to which the cat responded by yawning and walking away. Now, I have to admit, this cat, we'll call her Daisy, has more of a throw pillow personality than most cats. So I was not surprised. With the rodents still cornered, taunting me to take action, I phoned my wife to bring our more reliable cat, Pip, to dispense with the rodent. When he arrived, I pointed the cat toward the relaxed mouse and told him to get him. Pip saw the mouse and without hesitation ran across the room to the food dish and began consuming fish-shaped kibble, salmon-flavored, I believe. 
The mouse, in the meantime, decided to leave the storage room and come back when we were not so busy. So you may be asking, what does all this have to do with NC3? And why didn't I just dispatch with the mouse myself? Well, to answer the first question, here goes. The Nuclear Command, Control, and Communication, NC3 system, relies on the collection of reliable information to provide for a response decision in case of a nuclear attack. That response system has many avenues, but a key result is the employment of forces that can deliver a nuclear weapon. Thus, it requires a reliable and robust system of sensors that collect data from stations around the globe, on the ground, in the air, and from space. We will discuss these in more detail later in this nuclear knowledge series, but suffice it to say it encompasses an immense technical effort within the nuclear enterprise. On the response end are military forces armed with nuclear weapons, which form the triad, episode five of, five of nuclear knowledge provided by Bill Murphy. These military forces are on watch 24 and 7 and well-trained in the execution of a dangerous but important mission. Between the sensors and forces is the command and control element known as NC2, Nuclear Command and Control. This element monitors, plans, and manages the forces and directs the forces. A key part is the decision-making component, which includes the human decision-makers. This part keeps us from launching erroneously and ensures we have the right response when needed. Lastly, tying all these together is a robust and secure communication system via ground air and space systems that allows each part to reliably interact in a time of crisis. It is the essential part often overlooked when considering the nuclear response. So, how does all this relate to my barn cats? Well, Daisy was essentially the sensor. She provided reliable information about a threat. And even though I do not want to admit it, she even communicated the threat to be. I function as the NC2, investigated the data, and found a threat to be credible, and being the decision authority, chose a response. I communicated via a complex, unsecure communication system, called the cell phone, to my wife to employ the stealth cat Pip to dispatch the threat. Now, Unfortunately, I was unable to communicate appropriately with my forces, and I failed to properly direct the forces to the threat. It's not that the forces were not well-trained, because I've seen Pip effectively take down mice and moles before. So I assess that I need to readdress my method for directing my forces and communicating effectively. I will get on that right away. By way of review... NC3 is the means through which presidential authority is exercised and operational command and control of nuclear forces is conducted. NC3 is made up of sensors, forces, NC2, and communications. And by the way, by throw pillow mentality, I meant lying around like a throw pillow. No cats were thrown in the incident mentioned in his podcast. At least that's what I told my wife. And 
Also due to my lack of command and control, no mice were harmed in this incident as well. Well, thank you for listening to today's Nuclear Knowledge Show. I hope you learned something new and valuable about deterrence. Stay tuned to the following weeks where we will discuss more details about the NC3 system. Nuclear Knowledge is a production of NIDS, a 501c3 organization, dependent upon donations to provide this podcast. Every donation helps keep this and many other deterrence-related activities happening and helps to bring about awareness of the peacekeeping value of U.S. strength and our national deterrence. This podcast is produced weekly and each episode is released on Monday. If you enjoyed this show, check out our other podcasts, The Nuclear View. You can catch it and all of our podcasts at thinkdeterrence.com. I thank our producer, Kimberly Charrington, our sponsors, and all the fantastic members of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies for making this podcast possible. Stay tuned next week for another exciting and informative nuclear knowledge. A production of the National Institute for Deterrence Studies.